Hello and welcome to The Moving Curve. I'm Rukmini, a data journalist based in Chennai. Every night on this mini-cast, I consider one question around the novel coronavirus epidemic in India. Tonight I'm asking this question. Is there an honest way to know how many real COVID-19 cases there are? It's day 85 of the novel coronavirus epidemic in India and we are reporting 23,452 cases with 723 deaths. In episode 24, I looked at that second number to understand if there were deaths that could be from COVID-19 that we are missing. Tonight I want to look at that first number. Could there be COVID-19 cases that we are missing? And while we're looking for those, could there be people falling sick in other ways that we are missing? When I talked about the syndromic approach yesterday, that's one sort of way of going about it, which is to say that let's sort of assume that everyone with a fever and cough has covid-like symptoms and treat them accordingly. But if you're trying to work out the number, there's a few things you could do. You could do a sample survey of people already hospitalized with respiratory illness to test them for SARS-CoV-2. When the ICMR did that, they found 1.8% of people with severe acute respiratory illness tested positive for the novel coronavirus you could also see if more people are going to doctors or hospitals with flu like symptoms along these lines the times of india had a story last week that showed that hospital admissions of severe acute respiratory illness and influenza like illness under the government's health insurance scheme the ayushman bharat scheme declined slightly in march and quite substantially so far in april I'm going to quote from the piece now. The fact that there is no significant surge in SARI and ILI hospitalization indicates that there is no massive undercurrent of an outbreak. It rather confirms that on a national scale, COVID-19 outbreak is limited and not out of control, said Niti Aayog member Dr. V K Paul. While SARI and ILI cases are a key indicator to determine whether there is community transmission of COVID-19 in India. the flat curve and in fact a drop in such admissions in march could be suggestive that there is only limited local transmission in some areas with higher intensity in the country senior government officials say end quote so here's the thing that's not really what this data says it says that fewer people with respiratory illness and flu like symptoms got hospitalized under the scheme in march and april but it doesn't say all of the rest The best way to figure out if this fall is because fewer people fell sick with respiratory illness in these months or because fewer people could make it to hospital would be to look at other types of illnesses. So that's what I did in an article for Mint that I've linked to. I looked at data from the National Health Mission which includes the National Rural Health Mission and the National Urban Health Mission. For March, the data included over 1.5 lakh facilities in 627 districts. mainly public facilities in rural areas but also some private hospitals and urban areas so that's primary health centers sub centers district hospitals and sub district hospitals they perform a huge range of medical services immunizations screenings and supplements for pregnant women outpatient services for a range of diseases lab tests hospital admissions and surgeries deliveries TB registration and treatment, mental health treatment, emergency care—really all elements of rural healthcare in particular—and what I found was pretty worrying. 
Between Feb and March 2020, there was a big decline in the number of all such vital medical services across the board. Two lakh fewer kids got the BCG vaccine. The number of people getting cancer treatments fell to half. The number of women admitted with obstetric emergencies crashed. Really, all across the board, as I said. This held true even if you took into account the fact that fewer facilities reported data in March 2020 and adjusted past data for that. It also held true when I compared March 2020 with March 2019. What looking at a wide range of illnesses also showed me is that a fall in morbidity, which is illness as compared to mortality, which is a death, a fall in morbidity of the sort that the TOI article spoke of, is very much a fall in hospital recorded data. And that's a dangerous indicator to go by. Taken together with a fall in things like emergency services, complicated deliveries, heart attacks, strokes that are not going to pause for a lockdown, they point to a worrying lack of access to healthcare. When I spoke to Dr. Madhukar Pai, who is Director of Global Health at McGill University in Montreal and Director of the McGill International Tuberculosis Center for episode 28, he said something that I think was important. So I think the question is, um, can some parts of the governmental arms still continue to focus, even if it's at a lower capacity, uh, to not take their eye off the ball on really critical issues? For example, uh, immunization, uh, stopping immunization for weeks on end could be disastrous because young babies might get measles and measles is a huge killer of young children not covid right so there are things that we can and should be doing and we cannot 100% abandon all routine services like uh, deliveries are not going to wait for covid lockdown to get over right moms need care uh, babies with pneumonia need care we cannot wait until the novel coronavirus curve starts to flatten to get the rest of our health services and the transport to reach them up and running we cannot have people falling sick from other illnesses while we try to protect people from covid and we certainly cannot use hospitalization data to assume that illness is declining as for how we can estimate if there are more covid-19 cases out there from the data we currently have antibody tests if we can get them right could be one way of going about it thank you for listening this episode was edited by anand krishnamurthy tomorrow a new question 